0: trying to protect you I ain't trying to let you out my protection i'm trying to correct you these other niggas trying to correct you. i'm trying to just let you be you baby i promise no pressure i honor your presence so you act like i found me a treasure and time is the best and i want you to know mine is invested in our connection you interesting i'm interested i'm not with the flexing especially when you out with your besties i gotta respect it i sit my ass down let you check me it's honestly sexy you met me i was not what I expected you mind until the end of time of possession and i might get a little aggressive or i might
1: yes yes ladies and gentlemen welcome welcome to episode 61 of the splashcast the around the league edition i'm your co-host reggie
2: i'm your co-host norwood and i am ready to pod because there is tons
1: of smoke and even more mirrors (laughs) so smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors we'll get to that when we get It'll, that'll all make sense the, the further we get into this, uh, this, uh, around the league edition of episode 61 of the splash So, you know, on the around the league, you know, we, 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 uh, go live Monday night, Raw. shout out to everybody tuning in for with us. Uh, you know, we start out with the HBCU news around the culture. We go to news around NBA and basketball in general, NCAA basketball as well. Uh, news around football, college football, NFL football, I guess high school football now. um, and then yeah, well, that, middle school, <laughs> you probably get paid. Amen. <laughs> hey, and that's the talk, man. We could talk about that in football. Remember when the news used to be them eighth graders that was getting Nick Saban has offered the eighth grader. Now it's like eighth grader worth $250,000. <laughs> and while, while we're talking about people getting paid, remember to please like and subscribe
2: and follow the Splashcast. Go check out our link, it's in the bio. The link tree has everything master playlist new playlist follow and tell a
1: friend we want to Fo- get
2: paid too
1: we want to get paid the more we get paid the better product we put out man y'all know how it goes same in the streets same in the same in the business world man ain't nothing we've changed been sh-
2: we've been in the streets
1: We have street and- <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. i was about to say we I, I i was gonna clarify that as soon as you finished. i was gonna let you get that off i was like i was adjacent I wasn't in the streets. But <laughs> Street Adjacent. I was down I was I was in the neighborhood, just not on the actual street. Yeah, man. But as you know, we're gonna jump right into our HBCU segment, News Around the Culture, man. And what do we do? We all what do we call this? What is the nickname? What is what is the name for this? The Dion segment. Um this time Dion didn't do anything. He was just out there living life. And he himself- the BET Awards was this past weekend, and whether good or bad, there was just a lot to talk about when it came to the BET Awards, and one of the things was Diddy. Diddy got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, please, please work, please work. Yes, Diddy, uh, Diddy came out and said he's pledging. Uh, I just got to start over. So basically, Diddy gave a million dollars. Here we go. Also, also so not only did he pledge a million dollars to Jackson State, but before that, everybody knows that Diddy went to Howard uh, before he started Bad Boy. And <laughs> oh, boy. Darth Vader. The hate is strong with you. But uh I hate that. <laughs> he attended the school. That that is a factual, factually accurate statement. That's it. So he went to Howard, he reps Howard, and uh he pledged a million dollars to Howard University, and then he pledged another million dollars to the football program of Jackson State, where as you know, when it came, if you look at the pandemic, you can tell football in the South pretty much pays for all of the athletic, all of the ath- athletics at a school. So when football goes away, everything else suffers. Um, so Diddy is doing his part to give a million dollars to Jackson State. Uh, I have a take on this, but I'll let you go first. Also, Howard took shots at Hampton, which was unnecessary and foolish. or the usual, but I mean. Uh-
2: this is where I should have had the picture of the dude from uh, financial aid jumping in the air, but uh, we, we'll skip past that. I'll be a better, be a better person because our school is financially solvent. I like to see HBCUs lifted up. Uh, it was excellent to see them get some screen time on the BET Awards. Uh, and, and I'll make the jokes about did he attending Howard? But he has been a very good advocate for them, and I think they gave him an honorary degree. So technically, he is an alum. But keep keep hammering out your mouth, bro.
1: It, ain't, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. You know, we over here by the sea, chilling, cooling, doing. You know, making money, safe, safe, <laughs> safe, making money. The endowment, making change behind the scenes. You know, didn't have to do all of that, but. Um, keeping our
2: president for 40 years.
1: So I say
0: that out
1: loud? So I have a question and y'all going to call this hate, y'all can call this whatever you want. It's not hate. I am all for the backing that's going to HBCUs. But there's other HBCUs around the nation than the Black Ivy League. So it's 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 we are in the midst of a cultural popularity of HBCUs right now HBCUs are getting a lot of love uh rightfully so they're getting a lot of come back home type vibes right but it's also trendy to to donate to Howard Hampton Spellman, Fisk um was it Xavier is the other one or is it Dillard Dillard, Dillard
2: Xavier Hampton
1: Howard Xavier. Morehouse Spellman. You know no, I'm fam, yeah, he's not Morehouse part Spellman. of the HBC, not part of the Black Ivy League. But it I is. Like the, I hate that term, number one. But well, it's kind of the people who get the money. But that's, that's who's getting I the know. money. You talk. You're looking yeah. at Howard. You're looking at Spelman. More Spelman got the largest endowment of any the, the HBCU, I believe. Morehouse, Hampton, that don't Fisk, count if
2: if all if they
1: got rid of all the men at Hampton, it would be a better university. I mean, I, oh, oh. Okay. Women are
2: more responsible. Let's be—we know they're more responsible. They pay more money. They pay their dues on time. We be just.
1: Hey man, I'm not gonna argue with you when you're bigging up women, especially black women. So I, I, sure, whatever you say, brother. But um, (laughs) but uh, I will say, I will say, there are other HBCUs. For example, Dion has already talked about Mississippi Valley State, right? Mississippi Valley State, whole entire athletic budget was $3 million last year. Not the football, not the basketball, not the baseball. The entire athletic budget was $3 million. Imagine what a million dollars, 33% of their budget, a 33% increase could go, how far that could go at Mississippi Valley State that's something to me and i i i would say i challenged Dion, but Dion then went out there and said hey y'all need to give the mississippi valley state y'all need to give the alcorn y'all need to give the mississippi it's the poorest state in the union like you've got to give it you've got to give to these schools for them to survive so i hope i'm not gonna hate on diddy giving M's to howard and diddy giving M's to 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 jackson state keep giving the more notoriety HBCU gets, the more notoriety all hBCUs get the sWAC is going to become the SEC of the south so but you gotta y'all gotta y'all gotta make sure that you're you're supporting all HBCUs, not just the trendy HBCUs because when we all when we all succeed. I would not I even say that. that. There I, I, there I'll just say, say when co- we all, when we all, when we all benefit, we all succeed. Is where I, I'll, I'll leave it there. I was about to say something that probably was going to get me too controversial, but go ahead. Mm-hmm.
2: I think there has to be a concerted effort to take care of these smaller,
1: lesser-known HBCUs. But mm-hmm. I think, but I, they, I, think yeah. it, I think it's owed by the bigger HBCUs, personally. I mean, yeah, there is a
2: community responsibility. We talk about it all the time that. You know, we as a community are supposed to take care of the people who have less. Well, that that's not that's not just on a micro level, that's on a macro level, too. In this case, you have these universities. It's just such a tricky. It's just such a tricky situation. I mean, we kind of. Humans are scarcity is a problem for humans. And we 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 take care of ourselves before everybody else because we never know if there's going to be enough to go around.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that's That's human nature. That's that's that's
1: that's that's biological nature at that point. Self-preservation. But I
2: think, but yeah, but I think as HBCUs, we have each one has its own set of hurdles and obstacles to get through. So we kind of like, hey man, we would love to send y'all some money, but we got these dorms over here. We got to get updated. So it's it's a Tricky situation. Yeah, One, I, you, I, you, you I. I will really help. It would really be great if all the PWIs that stole money and land from African American people in colleges pay what they owe. That would fix a lot of it.
1: Yeah, specifically just
2: uh, the state of Tennessee and they're owed
1: an ungodly amount of money. No, they'll never see that money. No, not from the state. They'll never see that money. Why? Why? Why would they? They make enough money right now to where there's no need for them. The state of Tennessee makes so much money off the University of Tennessee and all these other whatever land that they stole, they would rather just have, keep the bad press and just hope that it me- goes that's away. That's the
2: messed up part is we got this little piece of corner that we that we trying to make work, and we got to share that little piece of corner with everybody instead of people just paying what they owe. And there's no answer because you're right. They're never going to pay what they owe. But if you get mad, then you're you're the wrong. You're the person in the wrong.
1: Nope. Wherever well, as as uh, shout out to uh, that chick, Angel and Tank over on Kev on stage uh, studios, my wife and I listen to a lot of their podcasts. Angel made a point and she made this point And my wife is living by this point right now. Wherever you pitch the tent is where we going to have the circus. So if y'all go up there and act crazy from now on and do stupid stuff, we're not going. Oh, this way to talk about it behind doors. Let's not do anything. No, no. We're gonna address all these situations right now, right in the moment.
2: That works as long as both parties can control and contain themselves, and then not run in fear. Uh, the issue is, is you gotta have the other party. And if you were to show up at the other party's door, they're going to call the police. And when they call the police, things go left.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. So just to wrap that up, man, I am happy for Howard. I'm happy for Diddy. I'm happy for them jumping in. And and I'm happy for Jackson State. Uh, But make sure y'all don't forget about the other smaller HBCUs. And a lot of the smaller HBCUs were some of the first, too. Uh, before the bigger HBCUs came around They were offering things They were offering education everywhere So y'all make sure y'all support the smaller HBCUs As well um, ooh, we, could, we could talk about this Saturday morning live About Lincoln And uh, their president And what he said Their president They got a white man at Lincoln that runs the HBCU And he doesn't call it an HBCU He calls it uh, a regional school He said that we don't need to there's no need to call Lincoln an HBCU. Mind you, Lincoln is the first HBCU. So, um, you know
2: what? That is the reason <laughs> that I love my historical black college. University.
1: Oh, you stayed safe. You stayed safe. <laughs> no,
2: I, I I don't I don't know if I was necessarily running with the same thought processes as you, <laughs> but one of my very close uh, friends, pro fight, and a guy I looked up to said, "Hey, man." This might not be the newest car, it might not be the best car, but one thing for sure, it's my car. You start letting other people drive your car, your car in HBCU no more. Your car is a regional, college, university, whatever they want to name it. But you gave it to them. So we were on
1: the same, we were on the same thought process. Yeah. (laughs) Ah. Anyway, man. And, 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 And I
2: don't necessarily have an issue if you can prove to me that he's the guy who should be the president as much as i may or may not like it i can't stand in the way of my university well they have respect, had you gotta respect my university and the point where you don't do that we we on we on your ass bro. Right? I, I was trying to think of another way to say it you gotta go if you said something like that at hampton i i i clock out of my own job like, oh nope gotta go to hampton this weekend
1: So the Alumni Association president was like released a statement and said we vehemently disagree with what he's saying. And the president of Lincoln, who is a white man, has used uh, the they've grown substantially since he's been there because he has recruited the town that Lincoln is in in Pennsylvania. But the town is mostly. And. Now they have a forty-three percent black population, a forty percent white population, and a seventeen percent other population. So he's trying, or I don't say trying, but he's insinuating that there's no need to refer to it as an HBCU, which is stupid oh, as hell. No because I mean, no, it will yes, always be an H. Nope. This was not I, on the I, list. You're I, not going to
2: get me started. I, I was, I was more responding to the current status. You are technic You are correct is his a it is a historically black college and university
1: because it is the first but at this very moment he might have a valid point fuck but out of it. here he don't have no valid point man just because your population is is whatever the demographic historically it is a black college and university that that was founded no matter if you could you could add 99.9 percent white I, and other in 0.5 percent black georgia
2: state the historically black college and university
1: no, let me finish. Let, let me that. finish. You you can't have you can have 99.5% of non-black people there at the school. That don't change the fact that it was historically founded as an HBCU. If oh, if yeah. if all Spanish people took over UT El Paso and it was 99% Spanish, you wouldn't call that a historically Spanish university because it wasn't it wasn't founded by Spanish people. You keep that as a public a PWI classification. So why you got to change ours? That's foolish, hell no, nah. I don't believe in that, but anyway, y'all hired him. They on it, they like you said, they on his ass, though. Pause. Uh, anyway, shout out Pause. to I meant what I said. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Gramlin State's Romello Watson, he lands an NIL endorsement deal with Body Armor and Sleeves, a uh, sports apparel brand. Uh, it's rumored to be in the six figures. Um, so shout out. To Romello Watson, we always champion black men getting their money.
2: You got another one.
1: Hugh out here, man. And he a four-star. Um, Hugh out here, man. Hugh out here is doing well, man. So shout out. Like we said, we always champion folks going to HBCUs. Always champion folks going to HBCUs. Uh, next up, next up, next up. Well, I didn't mean to cook that. But anyway, speaking of HBCUs. Now, since it's, we said it was trendy so, to support HBCUs, right? North Carolina and FAMU will open the 2022 season in Chapel Hill in a game that will also celebrate black colleges. Um, so, uh, it will take place in September of 2022. Uh, FAMU, if you remember, was second. run They were basically runner-up in the SWAC to Jackson State. They lost to Jackson State by three points. Um, they put three players in the nfl two one by the draft two by undrafted uh undrafted free agents um fam is gonna give north carolina run for their money north carolina lost a lot of talent and i really hope i would love to see fam you beat them but it's not gonna talent.
2: happen talent money <laughs> not talent uh shout out number one to my dog uh, Jack Dash, he is a alum of FAMU, and he is from North Carolina. I, I was playing with him a couple of days ago, and I called him. I was like, "Bro, this is the Jack Dash classic. This is the best of both worlds for you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this, this is your this is your PWI team that you support. This is the university you graduated from, and they're they're having a game you know around the corner from your hometown. He said, I'll be there all week. So we'll it's even we'll... excited." I'm excited about this. North Carolina has some great, great historical black college universities. They should all see, all be celebrated. And I think this is a beautiful idea, man. I, I look forward to seeing what this
1: actually materializes as. So North Carolina, I will say the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill has made a concerted effort to play HBCUs. Remember, I think two years ago, two or three years ago, they played North Carolina A&T. And they joined A&T together. They joined the band on halftime and did like a celebration of HBCUs when they played A&T as well. So they're also playing FAMU this year. And in the future, a big game is coming up where they'll play North Carolina Central down there in Durham. I would love to see Central play like Duke. But um, for North Carolina Central to play, which is in Durham, to play uh, North Carolina, that's a big deal. And it's going to be a nice show out. A, a turnout, so shout out to North Carolina for doing their thing, man. Now, I do want to give a little bit you know, one thing about
2: every story that we have here is we give you the story, we give you our opinions on it, and then we give you what you may or may not know what's really going on. I do think a lot of people have forgotten that uh, it was last year when UNC, uh, the trustees did not initially offer. Uh, tenure to their, pu- their uh, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist uh, Nicole Hannah Jones And That perturbed the Their Black Alumni Association I'm, So this is friends. you
1: saying this is cleanup
2: I, I'm not Saying it's a cleanup I'm saying that they They had a black issue last year You This is a podcast we provide you with the information You take the information and do what You will with it but I think that if one and one make two, then two and two probably make four.
1: Clean up. Real
2: went, you went. You to clean the window.
1: Start cleaning up real quick. You know. I didn't know that, man. I didn't know that they had spilt milk everywhere. You know. Yeah, that was a really
2: big story last year. because a couple of my homies went to UNC, and that was that was another one of those. I think we got to pull up. <laughs> when your university act too far out of control, you
1: go, "Oh, all right now, make me come over there." I pay for this. We used to, especially you. You get a little I bit mean. more, get a little bit more audacity when you start donating back. Oh, like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, this yeah, where my money going, brother. But um, <laughs> uh, shout again. Whether or not they're doing a cleanup, man, the fact that they're playing FAMU and Central is a big deal. So shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. Uh, make sure you uh, grab
2: that dustpan.
1: <laughs> oh man. Um I could I had a joke but I couldn't think of uh and the fabuloso. Um Well time. MEAC baseball team. So guys, this is kind of hard to see, but MEAC baseball teams, right now there are only four schools in the MEAC that have a baseball team, right? Uh I believe it is Coppin State. Uh who else? I'm sorry. Savannah State, uh, Bethune, Cookman, North Carolina, Central and FAMU left the conference. The MEAC was in jeopardy and they lost only... They lost most of their baseball teams. Uh, Right now, Coppin State, Delaware State, Maryland, Eastern Shore, and Norfolk State are the only schools that have baseball uh, baseball teams. So, as a result, you can see right here, those four teams will now join the Northeast Conference. Because I guess you couldn't really have a baseball season with only four schools. um. So until the rest of the schools, until the rest of the schools get, get with it, man, they decided to join the Northeast conference. I like this play for a myriad of reasons. It allows those schools to keep, to, to keep their baseball, to keep their baseball teams. It gets them exposure to others, to other schools and other parts of the nation so that they can have recruiting. And, and it's a smaller conference. So if you leave and come back to the MIAC, there's no issue. Yeah. I hope that that was the basis of the discussions when they signed this contract.
2: I wish there are so many things that are at play, especially, you know, with COVID and athletics, that makes it even more difficult to come back. You know, after the last two years, your, your sport probably hasn't made the most money. In, you know, you most most teams are dependent on the football team bringing in the lion's share of money and if you don't have the strongest football team or the the best program it's you know it's kind of tight so i just it's another thing where i wish we had more solutions you know that's one thing that we will continue to talk about one thing that we will continue to try to uplift and try to you know whatever we can do to to do our part to make it better because we want baseball teams we we champion that more than damn near anything we say all the time more black baseball that's how we close the more
1: show. So, black baseball so you know so, right.
2: you know we just i don't know if there are a ton of answers but i wish there were
1: damn tito's only been out 25 years i feel like they had like a meteoric rise like i looking at that Tito,
2: like, <laughs> boy that boy man me with the titty
1: the titty uh, oh, <laughs> oh, there's a titty. couple jokes titty. in there maybe a little higher in there as well uh <laughs> getting getting tempted with the titty is what he said y'all um uh, you <laughs> you said titty at first it's titty with the titty <laughs> that's my nickname
2: for
1: tito's man
2: jeez titty teddy's I've ruined it now. You've killed
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, big news, big news, big news, big um, news. So Olympic gold medalist Randolph Ross, who for North Carolina A&T, uh, we have featured him on this show multiple times talking about the 4x100 and the 4x400 uh, team for North Carolina A&T. Uh, his father, who was the track coach for AT, left and is going to the University of Tennessee, and Randolph Ross is headed Tennessee to join his father. Um, I can't say I, I, I don't like this move. You, got to. you my, got to. My dad
2: is the coach. I'm going with my dad.
1: And and I've already got a name for myself. Yeah. This, he can make a nice amount of money in one year, especially if he does well. And then, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to make that move. Sometimes you have to thank people for
2: the time that they gave you hey, thank you for coming here thank you for making us a top tier program we'll get somebody else to take the reins and go from here but he came into the program left it better than the way that he found it and yeah, I'm going with my
1: dad what <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah. out um, yeah I haven't seen too many bad takes in terms of like bashing and everything um I will say that a and T has hired a a man by the name of coach Allen who everybody is excited about. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Shout out to Randolph Ross. I hope you go get the bag, man. And I hope you, you still hold a and T to high regard. And I hope you actually got your degree from a and T as well. And on top
2: of that, I mean, as, as a school who's been fortunate enough to have a top tier track program, um, every year <laughs> I ho- yeah i hope that oh well, i'm talking about hampton yeah i but, know uh, every year they've I, had a to top yeah i i hope the ang
1: is up there stays up there too yeah i hope so too and i uh, as you and i hope and comes back to the MIAC eventually uh well i'm sorry i think they are coming back to MiAC. but uh, they, no that's Howard I'm sorry but I hope A&T comes back to the MEAC and I hope that you do, we get to the point where you don't have to leave to go get the bag you don't have to leave to get the notoriety you don't have to leave to feel like you can go to a PWI where you can get all that notoriety here which is what Dion's working with at Jackson State which is why I challenge y'all I rounded it all back to give to all the HBCUs not just not just the trendy ones Um. Uh. Uh. and finally man Finally, 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 uh, what is it? So it looks like <laughs> y'all getting all the motherfucking play today, huh? Looks like uh, Howard, all me at guard, Kyle Foster received It was invited to the NBA Summer League. Uh, the Bison guard is looking to make history by making it to the NBA from Howard being one of the f- being one of the first uh, something one of the first in. In a long time, he'd be third that has happened in their 75-year history of basketball. So uh shout-out to Kyle Foster, man. I hope you make it. Yeah, absolutely. We don't
2: really get enough HBCU basketball, especially not enough invitations to anything NBA-related. I wish that dude the best of luck. I hope he gets the chance, and I hope he flourishes with it. And and it's, it's, a, it's a Howard
1: student, but we still support you. Yeah, he's going to be in. Get your money, my friend. And I will say you are going to a team that has a whole lot of money. Um, so if you can impress, he's going to play for the De- Detroit Pistons Summer League team. So if you oh, go to yeah. Detroit hey, go and you impress. There. you have a chance. <laughs> you got a chance. You got a lot of young players there um, that not only will uh, 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 you can relate to, help and mentor, but they got a lot of cap space. And they're gonna their 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 plan is to go hire a really, uh, big free agent. I think they're looking at DeAndre Ayton, but they may have backed off. But um, to hire somebody in that cap space range, they're not gonna have a lot of money to sign all of these other established stars. So you may be able to get in there and get on that get on that rookie scale contract, or you can get with get the G League. Get your, your two way in the G League, man. That's all you gotta do. I, I say yeah. that it like it's easy, all you got to do, right? But you get you a little yeah. two-way contract, you, you you're doing something then. Now in the pros out of the G League, by
2: that, I mean the entire Warriors team, get you a <laughs> you're a good basketball player, you'll find a way onto a court. That that, that for a long time used to be only football. Football, it, it was you pay for a power five, and then eventually it's like, hey, if you're a good football player, they'll find you, and they'll put you on a team. And now I think basketball is understanding that you know, especially with the one and done rules, and now the G League. I, I don't really care what you did for the last year. Are you available to play basketball? Are you going to be an asset to my team?
1: If you are, then yeah, I want that guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I'm just happy that he got the opportunity. Uh, I you I say you know I say this all the time. I don't understand how somebody from like the dude that was drafted by the Packers in the 5th round a couple years ago from West Virginia Coal Mining School. He played offensive tackle for a d- d- I don't even know, it wasn't even NCAA. It was like NAIA Division 3 NAIA. Like but he got an opportunity. That's what always frustrated me about HBC. HBCs like I know and I'm not saying he's not good. He actually made a team and I think he's probably in line to be a starter in the next couple years. But that opportunity should be afforded to us as well. And to me, y'all know I y'all know I have about multiple multiple tinfoil hats. So when I see stuff like that happen, I'm like, oh, it's a conspiracy against the black man trying to keep us down.
2: That that has to be a concerted effort on both parts. We have to be more willing to go to these schools and we have to make ourselves I love HBCU sports, specifically football, but we, we also talk about it all the time. They're a little bit behind on the times. I will say I think the Dion is forcing their hand, and mm-hmm. if you're not playing more for the future, not even for the present, if you're playing for the present, you're still losing. But if you're not playing for the future and these n i l deals and 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 marketing your your football team in a different way, you don't stand a chance these days
1: not at all, not at all, not at all, not at all. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh. really, co- collegiate sports as a whole, market, marketing is hit. Yeah, it is. It is. That's that's really how. Why do you think Texas is still relevant? Oh, there's.
2: See, I don't want to count them because I don't. Texas marketing to me isn't that great. As a person who lives in Texas, their their marketing isn't that great. They're an established brand in a massive state with tons of money. But if you look at what Georgia is doing, you look at what Florida is doing, you look at what LSU is doing, they're marketing players in a way where they are visible to the world look and I mean Dion too Dion is making it where you see Travis Hunter regularly. you see his son regularly Hugh Jackson is getting these guys everywhere. that's what it's about the day of where I'm the coach and I own this thing and I, I'm the I'm the constant get your ass out of the way. That boy. <laughs> but, but the day the days of the producer all in the video no shots at diddy those days are over man these kids are the spotlight and if you're not spotlighting your kids you're doing it wrong
1: oh so now we here now we here i'm gonna bring it up i did we had 55 minutes and i did not realize that our segment was gonna go this long for uh for uh hbcu but can you attribute that to lebron james LeBron James is one of the first athletes to say, I am the franchise, not you. You do what I say. I go here. Now, we we joke him for being a legium because he does influence moves that sometimes, a lot of times, don't pan out. But the fact of the matter is, and somebody put this on Facebook, and I was ready to put Uh, you wrong you crazy as hell the Warriors are the best uh, dynasty not best dynasty the best run organization in the NBA this year right now and LeBron ain't no dynasty but when I thought about it LeBron may very well be the first player organization maybe Shaq. Shaq Shaq was the guy Shaq was the guy who
3: yes
2: he was the guy in Orlando he's like I am the team you guys are gonna pay me what I want or I'm out I will go to LA I think that Shaq was the innovator he was the guy who really broke the mold of players kind of listening to what the organization tells them and doing as they're told I think LeBron took it and ran with it and elevated it but the first guy to be like nah this ain't it and really be able to hold them accountable Shaquille O'Neal
1: I won't argue with that. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I can see where you're coming from with that. I that like no magic I, <laughs> about him, and then oh, I asked about the white. And you seen the jokes already? They
2: like Bonchero, We know you're gonna be a good Laker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true. I saw that yesterday. It was crying laughing. But ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the splashcast uh, HBCU segment news around the culture. Y'all stay tuned as we will soon get into our basketball segment, I think it's next, uh, where we'll talk about, of course, we're going to give you an update WNBA news as well as NBA news. Um, chaos. Chaos, y'all. Chaos. As well as, uh, again, Perk and KD going at it. Perk, Perk, for somebody that played for OKC, for somebody that played with a lot of these teams, a lot of these players, it against him. he's got a lot of he's got a lot of squabbles with these fellas yeah he
2: he had. i mean we'll get to it but yeah i mean he had smoke with uh memphis this week too
1: yeah perk don't care though and neither do they y'all stay tuned man y'all stay tuned y'all stay tuned we will be right back yes yes ladies and gentlemen we are back we are back episode 61 of the splash cast uh the around the league edition uh we are now gonna get into some news around basketball and y'all know it the day started out for your boy exactly how i wanted it exactly how i wanted it all the fire chaos chaos, chaos. Kyrie Irving was... No, nah, I'm going to leave it up. I'm going to leave it up. Kyrie Irving was out here like, yo, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I'm eating bean sprouts while I go ahead and sit down and meditate to the flat earth in the two suns. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. whoa. We're not, we're not yeah.
1: taking shots of people who meditate. I'm a meditate-y. i am a meditate e. I meditate too. I just don't meditate to the second sun. That's what I don't do. So, like, if the jokes are there. Hey, that's what flat earthers believe. There's two suns. There's not just one sun. There's two. You didn't know that? The moon is a sun. Let me tell you, I have not
0: done the flat
2: Earth <laughs> research. Because of science. If you are a flat Earther, then you don't believe
1: in time. So, no, time, time is point. a man-made construct. We're not going to go there because this is not a political podcast. Uh, with that being said, man, before we get into the NBA chaos, man, there is international I feel about longitude and latitude. Man. That's in there that too. <laughs> there is there is chaos in the world so much chaos but when it comes to britney griner uh, she was named an honorary WNBA all-star she's been detained in russia for at the time was 125 days uh she was named an honorary all-star and starter we learned what to literally today that uh everything her, happened today at the same time <laughs> that she will actually be uh held for six more months in Russia, and America is now treating this as she is a prisoner of war um not prisoner of war uh illegal detainee oh well, if
2: you believe that she is illegally detained, how do you feel about the the countless number of Americans that you have in jail for the same very same
1: thing well we'd.
2: And the crowd goes silent. That's my biggest issue. Do I think that Brittany Griner should be free and should have been free a long time ago? Absolutely. Do I also think that the countless Americans that are in prisons and jails for weed issues should be free? Yes. Specifically, if you're going to get rich and sell the weed, yes. Let them people be free. Any yeah. Anything more than the day that they've already served, take your W and let them go home.
1: And And even more so, and even more so, that should be expunged from their record to me. If you're gonna get them for selling weed and then you're gonna do the exact same thing, you shouldn't you shouldn't they shouldn't be punished over and over for that.
2: But I do find the audacity and the holier than that than now you wanna blame Russia for this. And this is something that you specialize in doing. I'm not falling I'm not falling for that trick back either. I'm gonna call it how I see it. It's wrong there, it's wrong here. That's two wrongs Ooh, ain't neither one of y'all right
1: that, that that is true i didn't expect you to take that take uh but that is true though two wrongs will make a right and if y'all are gonna go over there and rescue her which we're not against we're saying that should happen but if y'all are gonna go over there and advocate for her you need to do the same thing for the people that you're imprisoning over here
2: oh no there 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 is no political leverage in that
1: Amen. Uh, y'all, y'all saw the GIF I posted earlier about the preacher. It's election season. You know they're talking about go hug a black person. Y'all be safe out there. <laughs> Brother, <nah. laughs>
2: I was gonna say do not hug me. I believe in hugs. I'm a hugger, so I... don't don't hug me because that dude told you to.
1: Though. <laughs> I was about to say I.
2: And that's the reason. And I slap you. Good luck and Godspeed. Uh
1: moving on, man, moving on. A lot of people make a lot of noise about Russell Westbrook. And I think it's unfair. Russell Westbrook does have an enormous contract. It's a wild contract. But you made this point and you looking crazy, but you made this point last week. At least Russell Westbrook for the most of the part is healthy and shows up. He you may be paying him an exorbitant amount of money, but he's healthy and shows up. This man That's John still stealing. This man jumped. No. No. This is worse, stealing. This is
3: Steven.
2: <laughs> I call this Steven. Because he didn't play 40 games. And by my estimation, what's that? 39, 41. That's 80. Slap another uh, 44,
1: 100 125. 125 yeah, 100, yeah. About 125. 120 170. 170, $170 million in 40 games. Well, uh,
2: okay, minus the 45. So $125 million for 40 games. And, and breaking news. He was just bought out.
1: I was about to say that you said, uh, if y'all heard that earlier, it is what it is. Uh, You won't hear that in the edited version, but uh, for our listeners and our watchers, shout out to y'all. Yeah, he, he got bought out by the Rockets and now he is free to sign anywhere. And normally, I don't have the facts on this, but I do have an opinion. Normally when a player gets bought out for that amount of money, wherever they sign now isn't about the money totally it's always about the money but he will he will be more inclined to sign with a winning team versus versus just a, a somebody that could give him uh, the next 60 million 50 well 40 million dollar contract you disagree
2: no, I'm. I, well, yes and no. I had to play through my head. Anytime we have stuff like that, you got to scenario it out. Where does this? Where does this make sense? I think that the due to the fact that it's an NBA, I mean, it's a point guard league. Mm-hmm. If you need a point guard, you're probably not a good team. The teams that need point guards are typically bad. Uh, the only team that I will really consider that needs a point, especially guard. especially in a I, guard
1: heavy league now, the way the rules yeah, are set yes. up, yes. Yeah.
2: I I think that if he's healthy, I probably want him in Miami.
1: Take away from a Kyle Lowry,
2: or move Kyle Lowry altogether, which would be a miracle. Uh, and that also who's, ratchets who's gonna, Kyle, who's gonna, Kyle who's Lowry ta- up. Who would
1: take that contract?
2: That's that I was. That's what my statement was going to be. As John Wall is now bought out, bought out, that ratchets Kyle Lowry up as one of the the worst contracts in the NBA. Every time you take somebody off the top, it's it, it's now Russ and Kyle Lowry as the really just bad overpays. Uh, yeah. If I if I could move Kyle Lowry, I would be very yeah. interested in John Wall. If I was the Pelicans, I would be highly interested in John Wall. I don't think he's
1: going to the Pelicans. Although that would be a that would be a nice look him and CJ
2: and Brandon Ingram and Zion and Jonas Valanciunas. I think that's a damn good team. What about Minnesota? That, that was you. Me and you've been partying long enough. You you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm right. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I mean, he could sign with. I mean, he is from. He's from the West Coast, right? No, he's from. Yeah. No, he's
2: not. Oh, Clippers! Clippers! I was about to say Clippers, Clippers, that was
1: the Clippers, leading Clippers. team. That was the leading team for him to sign with. Would be the Clippers.
2: But I can't. I can't get him over there with no more injuries. You already got Kawhi who only plays. I about to say
1: I don't know if the Clippers will be willing to sign another injured former superstar or superstar, depending on how you. I
2: mean, it's it's kind of like a Victor Oladipo. It ain't a whole lot of money. I'm not paying you. They already paid you for. They paid him all but six million dollars. Oh yeah, they paid him forty-one million dollars to go home, bro. You better take your money, bro. That's one hundred and sixty million dollars over the last four years, boy. If. If you wait, think we should
1: pay. You pay you think, you say he got paid four million dollars a game? <laughs> that is nice, the great, that is the greatest rate ever. That means he got paid two million dollars. A game normally lasts two hours. That means he got paid two million dollars an hour. <laughs> Shout out to John Wall. Shout out to the black man getting that and, money though.
2: And on a sorry ass team too, let's be real.
1: Oh, with the Houston. With the, I mean, it, when he got hurt, they weren't Sorry, were it?
2: It's so bad I can't remember the last time I saw John Wobble in basketball. Two thousand and eighteen. Really? Two thousand and eighteen. That feels like years. I mean, it that
1: is. W- years ago.
2: Every everything pre COVID, you might as well be nineteen. 19- Boy, that
1: might as well be the <laughs> black and white pictures in the history book. Well, I mean it's like, woo! You was born before COVID? Like
3: <laughs>
2: sorry man. to this man. I don't know what your basketball game looks like.
1: Well, I mean, he has been posting the videos of him playing. Nope. You know, you know how I feel about basketball two. videos. If, if you
2: can't show me you, no, I want to see it. Not, not I want to see you on the floor. I seen Ben Simmons shoot threes all the time. Till it's time to get on the floor, <laughs> then, just, then afraid <laughs> to never, shoot on trail, huh?
1: You ain't never gonna let that go, huh? Not until I. <laughs>
2: ben Simmons. <laughs> Ben Simmons shot like three threes his whole career.
1: That boy, hit seven in a row in practice when he was about to play the Hawks and then did not shoot a layup.
2: (laughs) No, look. No, no, look. Look, that's the rim, Ben. (laughs) Look at the rim. Shoot it
1: there. Oh, man, the, the, the Nets, speaking of the Nets, man, the Nets are a shit show. But one thing that happened, Kyrie Irving opts into his $37 million player option. Uh, oh, there it
2: is John Wall to the Clippers I called it boy already hey, and man, there it is, is the realest podcast in the world y'all ask us why we tape on Mondays this is why literally everything happens at the same time Houston is like oh don't worry about it we good the net's finna go down in a blaze of fire we finna get all these draft picks you can get on out of here John Wall we don't even want this poor
1: attitude and injuries rubbing off on our new future <laughs> but speaking of poor attitude, man, Kyrie opted into his thirty-seven million dollar option after there was so much controversy about him possibly wanting to go to LA to play with LeBron and leaving his best friend and Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn area with the Brooklyn Nets, and it got to the point where the best Brooklyn friends? Nets. That's, I mean, they're that's they're why. That's why they signed. That's that's literally the news that they said when they signed. Are their best friends? He's going to play with his best friend, Kyrie Irving.
2: Oh, you notice how basketball players always be best friends before, but then they don't ever be best friends after. They be <laughs> that, brothers when they be playing. They all know be that's my brother. And then as soon as things go left, they be ready to fight, but not really ready to fight. Just ready to
1: talk real loud at each other and and chest shove. But um, Kyrie got thirty seven million dollars to opt in for the two thousand twenty two two thousand twenty three teams uh season. He st- remember he he gave a list of was the Lakers, the Clippers, the Heat, the Knicks, uh basically teams that he would play for. I think the Heat were on there. Um if he were to be if he were to be traded and it Definitely. seems that it seems like as soon as they opted in, everybody said, "Oh, Kyrie did all of this for nothing. He's opted in. He's going to be a net." Why do you think that? The sign and trade is still there. Just because he opted into the thirty seven million dollars, that the Nets don't have a say so in him opting in or not. That's a player option. But the Nets have made it very clear that they do not support him. They do not believe in the way that he was acting, taking two weeks off for a birthday, going attending a community rally, all of those antics that he pulled on the job. The Nets don't support don't, you know, treating this treating the NBA starting NBA point guard as like he's a UPS unload uh truck unloader. Just showing up whenever he wants to. like They're not going to allow that. And he's masking it as the players are taking back the power. No, my nigga. Anybody that decides not to go to work deserves to be fired. You signed up for that. You signed up for work.
2: Yeah, and you're you, they pay you a lot of money to not come to 37 work. $37
1: million. Dollars.
2: <laughs> and not giving, not giving explanation. Well,
1: I will say that I mean, was some today, G shit, though. I that was some today G shit,
2: though. is, is, is to me, I always try to look at the thing behind the story. The market is one team. There is one team in the entire NBA that's interested in Kyrie Irving. The Los Angeles. You are Rangers. you are you are you're basically for all intents and purposes Antonio Brown, and I think that there are more teams interested in Antonio Brown than there are Kyrie Irving. That's a splash cast
1: question too. Would you sign Kyrie Irving or Antonio Brown? I pick one. <laughs> Uh one minute fourteen seconds. We need to add that. One minute fourteen seconds. Would you pick Kyrie Irving or Antonio Brown to sign next? Pick one.
2: Pick. <laughs>
1: no, you pick. Me? <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Only because he's younger. That's the only reason I would pick it. I think I'm going with Antonio
2: Brown. He gonna come I, to work He gonna come to work until you send him home
1: No he's not he came to work and he went home He left
2: Ky, No no A.B. is going to come to work And then he's going to leave home. Kyrie is gonna come to work when he wants to I think if I'm Jerry Jones I get seven good games out of Antonio Brown That's like
1: A.B. That's like you asking me to choose two. between a migraine and an ulcer Like it, both of them suck But having both yeah. of those suck but I and Kyrie is going to be
2: the same. Let me read what this <laughs> says. Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow.
1: I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. This has nothing to do with Brooklyn. What? Everybody was talking about this had something. To, this had nothing to do with Brooklyn to me. This all just became I decided to get my money and continue to play basketball. Why there, do you why do people try to like out deep themselves and be like, oh well He's well, on a no, journey. I, I mean no 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 you can't cause people be on a journey, man. He's at he's he's on a journey. He just converted religions. Uh he's he's learning about everything that goes into that into that process. He's on a journey. That don't have nothing to do with this job, though. Leave.
2: We didn't. You could have. You could have got right to the end. I've made my decision to opt in. See y'all in the fall. That's all we needed. The rest of this.
1: Boy, hit you with the life is like a box of chocolates.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nope.
1: Forrest Gump way more accountable than Kyrie Irving. Oh man, An excellent so, teammate too. So with that being said, next question, minute sixteen. Does Kyrie play for the Nets next year?
2: I'm yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw the market. The market today
1: said I'm good. Apparently the Lakers offered uh Westbrook for Kyrie in the, in the Brooklyn Nets said no.
2: Okay. I don't, you really meant I mean, you right there. You got one that don't come to work and one to come to work and just, ruin the day for everybody neither one of these are really good and these are both guys who are ball dominant so they kind of run the team
1: who? Russ and yeah yeah and like I said I just as I said before I wanted this to happen where they traded Kyrie for Russ because this is what I wanted I wanted all of the chaos all of the chaos I would really have love for
2: everybody just to go west. Everybody just go west and just uh, worship boy with the Hornets. Who talking about um, Miles Bridges smoking and uh, drinking lean? Go ahead, go <laughs> home. You you can go to the west. I want the west to be purged. <laughs> Miami, if that's all we got to deal with, is Jimmy Butler and and no, uh, nah, you
1: you still got to deal with Brooklyn. I mean, um, uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. The only reason they beat Miami is because was Middleton was hurt. Milwaukee getting older.
2: People not paying attention. They getting older and older every
1: year. Yeah, this is like twenty six. I'm talking about everybody else. You bringing Dude. back
2: Lopez again next
3: year? No. No.
1: You got I would I, I don't I don't know who you trade for, but you, you probably go sign Mitchell Robinson as a backup. Like, but you don't bring Lopez back.
2: You can't pay Mitchell Robinson to be a backup.
1: How much money do you think Mitchell Robinson about to get?
2: 20 million dollars oh no really that's, yeah that's like he's a starting center in the NBA and he's 24 years old 20 million dollars people the valuation on guys to me is mind blowing Jalen Brunson's worth 25 million but Mitchell Robinson at 8 feet tall is, is worth 10 they make less of those guys
0: <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, but Jalen. I mean, J- uh, I mean, if we can't. If you want to go everybody, there, everybody. Jalen Brown has Brunson feels like. Oh, you said Jalen Brunson? I thought you said Jalen Brown. Yes. Oh yeah. No, no, Jaylen, no, no. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brown. And that boy feel like he being disrespected, boy. Yes, he is upset. But, Come on home.
2: Yes, I'm, I'm talking, and I didn't think <laughs> that, that was a reasonable option until today. And you know he's already an activist, so
1: he ain't taking too much of that. Larry
2: talk. Jalen Brown
1: well why'd you say until today that that was a reasonable
2: oh because he he tweeted out uh I guess I guess he's kind of getting sit, sick and fed up with the Celtics fans and you know there there were rumors about him trade getting traded and him not being the man and I I think that kind of hit a boil today which is an inconvenient time <laughs> which is an inconvenient no, time for It's news napkin, to me but this got... is what I wanted keep going yeah, this is Yeah, this is just a bad time for it Considering you guys just went to the finals You really just don't have the time Nor the space for this foolishness But if he wants out, we would love to have him here Down in Atlanta
1: Um Chaos, chaos, chaos Yeah, we want Yeah, Come on, come on down Speaking of chaos, man uh, There's somebody that was very, very, very upset Uh, your man Ready for this? Yeah Or worse than the Dallas Cowboys Steven A. said the Knicks are worse than the, the Dallas Cowboys. You ready for this? Yeah, are worse than the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Yeah, the Cowboys were. Com- I mean, <laughs> they were competitive at least for like a minute or two. Remember when they had Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper? They were like that was that was a little team. Like the Knicks were the fringes of competitive and got to, the, got to the playoffs and got monkey stumped by the Hawks. I said that they weren't good. People were like, nah, they're good. They weren't even good when people thought they were good, which means that they were never good.
1: Yeah, and apparently, the Knicks are expected to offer Jalen Brunson a four-year $100 million contract. $25 Overpaid. Overpaid. million million a year. Uh, Once a <sighs>
2: di- I hate this Prisoner of the Moment shit. People refuse to look at people's body of work and judge them on that. You look at a couple games and now you want to pay Jalen Brunson four years, a hundred million dollars. Please pull up, pick up his stats and tell me why you would pay any
1: other guy that
2: better pay that dude $88 million and say,
1: Hey bro, have a seat. The thing about this, and I've I've thought about this because I said, you got to pay Jalen Brunson. You got to pay him, but this is difficult to pay to justify a hundred million dollars to somebody that's, as your starting point, he's because he, he's got to be your starting point guard at that point. Who doesn't really distribute the ball? Jalen Brunson he is. To,
2: he, he don't have to because Luga's ball dominant. But, it,
1: but uh, even if that's the case, he doesn't really. I've I haven't seen him distribute the ball. Even when he was at Villanova, he wasn't a person that distributed the ball.
2: No, he would be more of your shooting.
1: So you'd have He'd a six more, foot one shooting guard, or six Luke, feet shooter guard.
2: You just flip it the, like you're just moving bodies around at that point luca will be your point guard but he's a small forward size so you you're basically saying that i can afford to have a smaller guard out there on the floor because you would assume it would be luca him and tim hardaway jr tim hardaway jr and luca for all intents and purposes could be your two and three and Jalen brunson size wise would be your point guard it's not a size issue i just don't think that he's worth the money because from what we've seen from him, he's a mediocre basketball player. For his career, he averages 12 points, three rebounds, and four assists. That's who he is.
1: Four and assists is not a the, starting point guard in the NBA.
2: And and 12 points ain't a starting shooting guard. I mean, I guess it is. I'm, he doesn't make it for me. and. Not at $100 million.
1: I would not pay him more than I would pay Brunson. I mean, a bogey.
2: Exactly. I'll give him a bogey contract. uh, Those Duncan Robinson contracts, that's about what this guy's valued at. But you have these issues where you see a guy play good and you're desperate. And the Knicks, I saw the Knicks talking about $110 million. I don't think that people understand that for $10 million, you can get a damn good basketball player you get a guy who 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 can damn near make or break your season type of guy because you know once you get to those that next level of guys you get to the bench you're looking for a 10 million dollar guy you're looking for a guy who's gonna play some solid minutes so you just can't i'm not paying him a 100 million nor 110 million dollars i think that i mean if i'm gonna do that i'm gonna call andrew wiggins and be like bro i'll give you if I gotta pick between paying Jalen Brunson four years, one hundred million, or Wiggins four years, one hundred and ten, you come play with Luca and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood.
1: Yeah, but I mean, and I,
2: and I let the Knicks have him. You already got his daddy. Y'all be over there, and be the Brunson brothers together. But what I'm not doing is not overpaying for
1: undervalued prospects. Sorry, I'm reading. I, I, am, I am, and we're not supposed to talk about this, but I am trying my best not to get excited about uh,
2: Get out of there. Get off Twitter. I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> John Collins and uh, the Spurs uh, with the DeJounte Murray change. Uh, so that's where I am. I'm trying to st- I'm trying. Ooh! I'm to talk about now, it we go hey,
2: If we get DeJounte Murray and we're uh, able to keep John Collins happy, this will become a, a hawks podcast. <laughs> so y'all right now.
1: Y'all <laughs> be sick of us.
2: We ain't gonna talk about nothing but Braves and Hawks.
1: And I'm talking about tonight. But uh in in something um something that was pretty cool, man. So the Pistons surprised Jay Nivey with replicas of his grandfather who played for the Detroit Lions. His father and mother's jersey all both played for Detroit, one for the Pistons and one for Detroit
3: Country
1: Day. I mean, Detroit Country Day, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the Detroit Shock. Uh, They gave him replicas of all three of those jerseys. That's a classy ass move, man, for a number of reasons. And this is why it's a classy move for a number of reasons. And it's a smart move for a number of reasons. Not only do you make an impression on your young players that, hey, we really do care about you. Uh, free agents looking at that like, oh, they actually did their research. This this is more of like a recruiting pitch to me versus just them showing up that he's a great, you know, having like this a is a moment. This is yeah. awareness.
2: This is awareness. This is how you don't end up with, hey, it's LGBT month. Let's give you guys a playlist. Um, This is actually knowing a little bit about your player. (laughs) This is, you know, uh, truly caring. And I want people to once again acknowledge. Do you know who the head coach of the Detroit Pistons is? I do not.
1: Dwayne Dwayne Casey. It's Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey.
2: Who, got, who was coach of the year and got fired by the Toronto t- Raptors?
1: And then Nick Nurse won, national, won the NBA title with his team uh, against the Brooklyn uh, Her- oh, no, Warriors with, team
2: with Kawhi. And then after that, Beep, I don't boop. like I don't I don't Beep, like boop. when teams don't do right by polit- I don't like when teams I don't like when people take advantage of people. And I think that I, I love Nick Nurse's journey. He has one of the most interesting. Basketball journeys I, you you will ever read about, it's all well and good.
1: Dwayne Sound Casey like Char- deserve to keep that. Job. Sound like Charlie Weiss to me.
2: Now now now, Nick Nurse is like a basketball junkie. He was playing on a uh like a he was playing and coaching on a team. He was doing whatever he could to stay in basketball, and I respect all of that. But Dwayne Casey was coaching. He was coach of the year. And then Nick Nurse gets Kawhi and wins the chip. Well, congratulations. That's kind of how it goes. And if he was, if Kawhi was healthy, Clippers might ha- might win another one. But we'll never know because it's a different story for a different day. But I I I noticed that things go well around Dwayne Casey, and I don't think that's by accident.
1: Not at all, man. Not at all. Not at all. Uh let's jump. Let's 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 jump to uh <laughs> Big Perk, man. We bet right back at Big Perk, in. Kendrick Perkins was praying on LeBron's downfall. His quote was, "There is one time I actually prayed something would happen to him at practice. Let's take a listen.
3: We played the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2008, and it was a game seven. We just had lost game six. And I ain't going to lie, man. I was scared as hell going into that game seven against LeBron James. And this was the only time that I actually prayed that something happened to him at practice. I said, you know what? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> What a thing to confess. I was like, let us get breaking news that LeBron has, you know, tore his ACL or something. Jesus. Like, Jesus. I, I did, bro. Like, I'm not even lying. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm and I have to I, edit this out. That, that No, no, you can't edit this.
2: Bruh. Wait, hold on. Before you get into it, I want us to take a moment. Once again, what are we doing? Laughing at Perkins.
1: Proceed. <laughs> so many things wrong with this. One, that you preyed on a man's downfall. We talked about this on the ATL edition. We want People to be at a hundred percent so that we can say that we beat you with no excuses, right? Most of the time. Now, if we beat you when you're hurt, I it don't matter. We gonna still we want it and we the champion. It's hey, unfortunate.
2: Nope. I, I I'm perfectly fine playing the Browns with no Deshaun Watson. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> 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 we trying to get this thing together. I, I'm not finna sit up here and tell y'all something, but.
1: Some things better kept to yourself. So one, that's 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 a problem. Two, why couldn't you just say like a high ankle sprain? My man said tear his ACL. Like well, you're na- you a <laughs> nasty man for that.
2: You that you should not.
1: There's certain things that you just shouldn't
2: wish on another human. Uh, I hope he hit your toe. Woo, don't do that, bro. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Oh, I'll give you one considering last night. You should never wish that somebody wakes up at four thirty in the morning with a cramp in your calf and you're not and you can't move your leg. I would not wish that on my worst enemy, and I know because last night I was humbled in ways I had not been humbled in, in years. Is that bad? What? I, I finished. This, I had to drink me a Pedialyte today. I was like, oh no, nah. you you can't, you will not show up tonight, my friend. Did you say you had to drink a Pedialyte? I drank the whole PD light, yes, to, to rehydrate myself. I thought I was dying last night. And it's nothing you can do. It's like I couldn't, I couldn't straighten my leg out. It's this hurts bad. And I don't have an answer. And I think that I'm going to see the Lord here at any moment. And then I was up at 4 30 in the morning. The worst time to be up. It's nothing that you can do at 4 30 in the morning. Because you almost, it's almost time to
1: go to work. No, that's unfortunate man uh, KD uh, responded with the tweet that this y'all man's after K- after Big Perk was admitted to being shook now as we talked about KD and Draymond have beef with Perk uh, I don't know if it really is beef with Perk that KD has he just calls him out on all his BS that he feels is BS um, Perk can't admit that buddy I would never admit that I would have taken that to my grave but uh it is what it is, and finally, I took
2: it in my grave, folded it up, and it was
1: never to be seen again. Finally, man, uh, Sharif O'Neal, Sharif O'Neal, uh, the story, Shaq's son. I think it's his eldest son. Uh, uh, Sharif O'Neal says he and his dad have butted heads over the pre-draft process because Shaq wanted him to stay in school. He adds that his dad probably doesn't want him sharing this, but I'm a grown man. I'm 22 years old. I can make my own decisions. Haven't
2: we said that before at some point?
1: We all have said that before.
2: How did that work out for us?
1: The parents 99% of the time are right. (laughs) So, and in this case, Shaq says you're not going to get drafted. You need to go back to school. It turns out that uh, I believe that he got signed by the Lakers G League team. um,
2: You mean his dad old job?
1: Yep, I feel like you know he made that call. Which is fine. I uh, you know a little which bit of nepotism. Which is nepo-
2: what your parents do. A little bit they of nepotism. You're to do something. You be the hard-headed jackass that you are, you fuck it up and then your parents fix it.
1: Yep. Shout out so, to Black like Dads. So, and then he went on um the Undefeated and did a video, uh, did an interview where he was talking about it. Uh a really really good interview by the way. Um I see I both sides of this because Yep. At the at, He's 22 years old. 22 years old in college basketball isn't what it used to be. 22 years old in college basketball pretty much died in 1996, right? Yep. 9 times out of 10, you're two. There, if you're 22 years old in college basketball, you're not good enough to play in the league. Cuz if you're good enough to play in the league at that moment in time, you would have left. Now there are gyms, there are folks that that slip through the cracks in Gary Payton Jr. They, well, he's twenty. Yeah, they get all the way down. Oh, you got he got
2: plenty of time. To-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so,
1: I mean, but in this case, he should have stayed in school. To me, from a skill standpoint, but he also had open heart surgery, so you don't know what your perspective is on life when you are literally possibly about to die, right? So he and had not open heart surgery,
2: even possibly about to die, but. Open heart surgery and and the fact that you thought that you could die, even if he's one hundred percent healthy, mm-hmm. a life altering scare like that would will make you look at time differently. Very true. Even very if, true. Even if you you a hundred percent better than ever, you at one hundred and ten percent now. We all have those certain things in our lives where we look back and I'm like, whoo, that really kind of.
1: That Glad I made it. To,
2: exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, Shaq has been very clear about he he wants his kids to kind of live their own life. He makes it very clear that he's rich and they're broke. I think that this is it's the worst case scenario, but also the best case scenario. Because he's going to be able to live his life on his own terms. I do think that if he will listen to his dad, the most dominant player in NBA history that I've ever seen, you probably are going to be better off. But it's your life. I mean, same thing my dad told me all the time. I can't tell you what to do. I can advise you. I can tell you what I would do. But I lived in a different time than you. It's up to you. It's your life. I think that this will work out best for all parties involved. I hope that he gets a chance. And I hope he's a good basketball player.
1: I think, he'll, I think, I think the nepotism will come into place where he'll be given an opportunity that he may not have gotten it just on his own. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, but I also –
2: it went and got Scotty and and Baby Shaq.
1: But I also think that he has an opportunity to hone his skills and figure out what type of player he wants to be. He's more of a stretch four right now. Um, of course, you know Shaq wants him to be a little bit more dominant in the paint. I think he'll have a couple years to go down there and really. really and if he dominates, you couple that with his name and his skill set, and if he goes down there and plays really really well, he'll get an opportunity somewhere. Because everybody and, right now everybody's gonna look for the next Gary Payton jr or gonna look for the next uh uh Jordan Poole.
2: and at the same time, man, take the time to get the game learn from the situation mm-hmm. if 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 all you get from this situation is I gotta move a little bit slower, and I probably should listen to my dad a little bit more, then well hell, we all been there and that's a great <laughs>
1: lesson to learn. I did not and know that the mean, chat was up. Go and, ahead.
2: And, and and I mean, however we learn that lesson, we all learn it, and it's extremely valuable. So at the end of the day, that's that's what I'm happiest about. I, I I hope that he gets some game out of this.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So Kev, I see Kev, you said y'all already talked about Wall to the Clippers. So it actually broke while we were while we're podcasting. So we talked about Wall being bought out, uh, but Norwood made the claim. He's like, we were trying to figure out what teams, and we read earlier that it was the Clippers. So that's a waste
2: of our time. Let me tell you what. Uh, oh, uh, trying to figure out what team John Wall was going to is kind of like
1: wondering if Kyrie's gonna come to work or not. We both wasted our time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does John Wall make? The, does John Wall? And I'm gonna ask you yes. guys in the chat too. Does that yes. make? Does John Wall make the Clippers a more formidable alliance when it comes to? Trying to win the NBA championship,
2: they are, they are better today than they were yesterday. How much better? Yet to be seen. But is he? That's what they needed. What
1: uh, dynamic point guard type player? I mean, yeah. John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. It's interesting. It's a, once again it's a yeah. great two K team. They're gonna get to the basket. I don't know about... They they better sign some shooters.
2: I mean, Paul... They can shoot. All of them can shoot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They can't shoot. I would actually be more interested in trying to find me two moderately priced bigs. And, I mean, you got Zubats. Ain't the worst. And, you know what? If it was me, I might be interested in going to get Trez. Uh, He's going to be available. Well... Depending or on what happens off the court. Kuzma. Might be interested in
1: Kuzma there too. Yeah, that Kuzma would Kuzma would play with a chip on the shoulder because he would be in back in LA. Yeah. And yeah,
2: then you got and Kuzma can score, he can shoot. He's tall enough.
1: That's what I thought. Um, Stefan sneaky. Sneaky says Wall really isn't a shooter, which he's not. He can shoot. He can hit the open shot. But yeah, in terms I, of jump yeah. shots, he doesn't really no, but I mean that's what you got. You got the two masterful wings for.
2: It, it could work, man. It could work. You're not. You're not going to have two guys at mid range better than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, so you don't even need to be in that general vicinity in the first
1: place. Yeah, you just need to get to the bucket, and and get yeah. you a stretch four and a defensive minded big, and you're good to go. Because the problem is, you also may not have a lot of basketball to go around too because all three of those guys have ball down well Kawhi yeah, yeah.
2: really and Paul Paul George don't John, John Wall like like Kev said he averaged nine assists so he's giving the ball up a, you know a decent amount Paul George ain't dribbled the air out of the basketball and Kawhi picks his spots pretty well so and, and I think that they all have a lot to prove I think that they should all be pretty humble about hey let's figure it out I don't, I don't see any of those guys being divas.
1: You do have Reggie Jackson there. So maybe you... you uh, Excellent six-man too, boy. Both of them are. Reggie Jackson and John Wall. Uh, they're both going to... They're basically interchangeable at that point. You still need more of a distributor, though. I would probably move Reggie Jackson to the bench or to the two, or put John Wall to the bench, put Reggie Jackson at the two, and then probably go get a go get a um, point guard. I'm looking
2: at I'm looking at best available because I don't mind sticking Paul George at at the two and Kawhi at the
1: three. Then you would go sign two bigs, but and put who at the one? Reggie Jackson, John, Wall, no Wall at the one. Paul you would start two. John Wall over Reggie Jackson. Mind you, you just said you oh, haven't seen John Wall play since two thousand and eighteen. I would hope, I would hope that John Wall will be better than Jackson. That's what I would hope. After not playing for four years or playing forty games in four years, you would you would think that he's better than Reggie Jackson. I would hope so.
2: If not, then I don't. If you're not better than Reggie Jackson, then I'm probably already disappointed because that push that push you. I mean, where do you think that Reggie Jackson in guard play? You you think he's a top? 30 guard Yeah. 30?
1: Top 30. How That's many teams are in the NBA and
2: point guards now?
1: How we, many teams are in the, How many teams are in the NBA? 32? 32? Yeah. yeah 30 or 32. I think one of them. So, top 30 means that he would be a starter on the majority of teams. No. I do not okay so Do you yeah, think yeah, wait, whoa, whoa 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 you think john wall is a top 30 guard
2: well reggie jackson's kind of i i gave him top 30 because he's a he's more of a dual point guard. Like he's a he's a combo guard ish to me sometimes he plays the one but he can also play the two john Wall is more of a traditional one i think that john wall is probably a top he
1: should be a top 20-point guard, yeah. So you think he's a top 30 guard. Top 20-point guard, top 30 guard is different. You think he's a top 30 guard in the league. Right now, after playing 40 games in four years, John Wall is a top 30 guard in the league, which means he could start on the majority of teams. Not the
2: ma- I think that there are uh, – who's this? Miami, yes. Uh, nope, not now. Pacers got flush at guard. I think that he's probably yeah. I think he starts with the Kings. I think that there are probably ten or fifteen teams where John Wall can start.
1: Uh, You have to show me, man. Forty games in four years. You have to show me.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now you have to show
1: me. That's that's that's, that is my biggest. I'm not saying the talent and the resume from when he played last decade is isn't there. But he hasn't played
2: this decade. I'm I'm hoping that he's some semblance of himself, and I I would assume I would assume the Clippers have verified that. If you can't verify that he's not better than Reggie Jackson, what are you doing here? You just waste time.
1: Clay Thompson has missed two whole years and played more games than John Wall.
2: I I, but it's a different situation. They didn't really want John Wall to be a part of the the. uh, the Rocket situation. They had already gone to rebuild.
1: So nope. that doesn't dollars. change the fact
2: that he ain't played.
1: Yeah, but you couldn't trade him. So wait, would you? Stefan just made that point. Would you start Wall over De'Aaron Fox? Because you said Wall no. is a traditional one.
3: No, you would put Fox
1: I, I, at I the don't... two? Yeah. What is it? Who is Who is the two guard in in uh in Sacramento? I mean, who is anybody in Sacramento? I don't know who they have besides Sabonis whoa whoa and whoa. Fox. They got Demontz. I just said Sabonis and Fox. I said I don't know anybody except for Sabonis and Fox and and,
2: and Mr. oh oh B-Yanke you know who it himself, is Harrison Barnes.
1: You know who it is uh the start of, uh, L- the dude, dude from Baylor yeah dude from Baylor yeah. that's who no, they started Damian for hmm yeah, I, I, he's like a I Bruce Brown type, type player.
2: Yeah, I hope that John Wall is better than Davion Mitchell.
1: O- o- offensively, he is.
2: So then, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, different, completely different ends of the spectrum. But if I got to pick one, I'm, I'm picking, I'm going with John Wall. I will hope instead of Davion Mitchell. Nah, buddy, buddy is on to somewhere else. Buddy's in the Pacers. Yep, and he's on the bench. Yeah, buddy. Buddy, buddy is yeah. a bench
1: player. what a damn good
2: bench player let me tell you
1: yeah yeah. well with that being said ladies and gentlemen we come to the end of the basketball segment of episode 61 of the splash cast the around the league edition y'all stay tuned we are going oh they did draft Keegan Murray at the 3 Yep.
2: I I have been telling y'all all all of these teams that I think that are not good but they're good 2k teams If they get the right coaching, they're going to be all right. I think the Pelicans could be like that. I think that the Kings could be like that. I think that the Magic could be like that. And they definitely, I read something today where they were talking about moving Cole Anthony for a better guard. And I was like, you know what? I agree. One of those guys needs to go.
1: Wow. What other? Nope, not gonna go down that rabbit hole because I don't know what other guard. Right what other guard would you go get? I'll, Dejounte Murray.
2: Mar- I still <laughs> like D'Angelo Russell.
1: Kyrie to Stephon Marbury, and I can't not hear it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that comparison. And Honestly, I, I think Kyrie, yeah, if he I mean, went to China, would flourish, too.
2: And I, at the end of the day, his Kyrie's issues are not basketball related. He's the best dribbler of basketball of the basketball ever, as far as I'm concerned. There's not a human I've ever seen with a better handle than him. Everything that, that Kyrie does is kind of self-inflicted. I'm sorry. And am not too,
1: If you want to talk about it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. But we come to the end of the basketball segment of episode uh, 61, the Around the League Edition. Y'all stay tuned as we get ready for the football segment. We are going to listen to some of the Splash Cast 24 pack. Uh, (laughs) Trash, trash, trash. The Splash Cast 24 pack that will come out uh, this Wednesday. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. yes yes ladies and gentlemen we are back with our uh uh-oh did i freeze we are back with our football segment of episode 61 of the splash cast the around the league edition for some odd reason oh there we go Boy, i'm about to say now what happened uh we are here uh we are now going to get into our football segment of episode 61 of the around the league edition of the splash cast where we got a few things we're going to talk about today uh first off, first off, first off, we want to send T's and P's out to the entire Baltimore um Ravens organization. They had this is a rough this is a this rough, rough week for It's been here. a rough week, man. It's been a rough week. Um computer's moving kind of slow. Uh but Okay. Who, um Yeah, Jaylen, I was gonna
2: say we got a a go few ahead. different RIPs here. Uh, the Ravens lost linebacker Jalen uh, Ferguson. Uh, he died at the age of 26. Um, of course, Dawson Prayers is 26. As a person who's 36, that's mind blowing.
1: Yeah, man. Um, Jalen Ferguson played football at the University of Lu- at Louisiana Tech. He was known as the sack Master, uh, he set records at Louisiana Tech. For everything, for in terms of sacks and tackles for loss, he has just been finding his way. Allegedly, uh, when it came to playing with the Baltimore Ravens organization, and they were really, really, really high on him this year. Um, the cause of death is still, as far as we know, still has yet to be determined. Um, but RIP to Jalen, to Jalen Ferguson, man. He had a he had a lot of life ahead of him.
2: then yep you go right into we unfortunately lost uh tony saragusa this week as well uh if, if you remember any parts of football from the early 90s uh, really early mid and and late 90s he's just one of those guys who who had a had charisma had chemistry just had a personality that was larger than life when he was on the field afterwards He was a medium person. He was a guy who was doing the on-field interviews and just never disappointed. Whether you were a Ravens fan or not, he's one of those guys you just kind of had to like a little bit. And I I think he passed at 56, maybe? 55. uh, 55, excuse me. And it's just sad, man, because that did that. That's one of the guys that you just love for football.
1: Yeah, man. When it came to Tony Saragusa, man, he was – the prototypical run stopping nose tackle. I'm trying to find a photo of him. The link sends us to the wrong thing, but uh, I'm trying to find a photo of Tony Saragusa, man. He uh, he was the original nose tackle. Uh, he was, when Ray Lewis said if you guys and I think this is right when they were talking about Ray Lewis was on the decline the first time. Uh, they were saying, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> They said Ray Lewis, uh, Ray Lewis said, If y'all just get me some really big hogs in the front, guys that can eat up blockers, there's no running back that can get away from me. What did they do? They went and got Tony Saragusa, put at he was when he was with the Ravens, I want to say that was what, twenty-two years ago. So that means he was thirty-three years old, he's coming toward the end of his career. But there was one thing that you can do when you get older is just be a massive immovable object and that's exactly what he did and that Ravens defense flourished thankfully to the two big fellas in the middle and Adams and Saragusa because the outside linebackers got to flourish and Ray Lewis never got never got touched. Nope. So to RIP to Tony Saragusa man, uh we love you. We love your family. Uh prayers up for you. Uh moving on man moving on unfortunately we got to talk about Mr. Marlon Briscoe Mr. Marlon Briscoe was the, uh, excuse me, was the first black starting quarterback in pro football. Uh, he died Monday at the age of 76. Um very and Imagine that.
2: That is, and, and it took us to what, 2020 20 before it, it became prevalent that, it wasn't out of the norm to have a black quarterback, and it is it, just now getting to a point where. I, I mean, I think I think at this point, black quarterbacks own the game,
1: but no, they'll never no, not right now. I, I think they're getting close, but they're they're the you won't you will you will never have. I'm not gonna say never. Right now, yeah, there's still there's two, they're holding on. It's two white quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. That's that's really when it comes to quarterbacks in the league, that, other that that and Josh Allen is your only hope.
2: They're gonna try to throw Herbert in there too.
1: Well, well no, Herbert ain't I mean, bad though. That is true. Herbert yeah. ain't bad.
2: And I, I hate to say this. I want I'm I'm taking back on Josh Allen because his skill set is not prototypical. Uh his skill set is more of the black quarterback i make the joke all the time oh yeah he's he's a
1: black quarterback they run the black quarterback plays as bobani jones always as Dominique foswick always say they run them black quarterback plays (laughs) yeah so
2: so it's the guys at the top are the guys at the top Mm -hmm. but i'm talking numbers wise this thing happened pretty quick and this none of this will be ever none of this none of this would be possible without Marlon Briscoe? And that that's what I don't want to be lost. As an innovator, and I couldn't even imagine trying to be a, a black QB at that time. They probably called you every name in the book. You probably got insulted in your own quarterback room. So, you know, just to be able to go deal with that and, and to be successful, kudos, man.
1: Kudos, kudos, kudos. Tease and peace to your family as well. Tease and peace to your family. Hey, man, I promise you. We will end this on a positive note, um, football, but for now, um, we also want to send T's and P's thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of Javante William, who played at football at John C.C. Smith. He reportedly died while in police custody in Charlotte. We don't really know any more details when it comes to this, or at least I don't as of yet. Uh, But um, basically, everybody says we just want to get the facts of what happened. How do you let somebody die while in police custody? Um, So when it comes to uh, Javante Williams, we want to send T's and P's out to his family as well.
2: This sounds eerily uh, familiar to the Glenn Foster situation where he died in police custody. I don't understand why that's like a running theme. Police are here to protect and serve, and then suddenly you just end up
3: not long, no
2: longer with us. That 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 ain't it.
1: Yeah, man, uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh, we and hope that we. Get we... Some more? I don't
2: want to curse, but can we get some more answers? The oh, he passed away in police custody. That that that's not enough.
1: Well, that's what I was about to say. I was going to say I hope that we get some answers to this. I hope that we uh, get some. And more information is released, and that there's actually justice given to him and his family for the passing of him.
2: Uh, I'm gonna t- tell you this though, Glenn. F- uh, yeah, Glenn Foster died, and they ain't said nothing since December 7, 2021, about anything. And that's that's when he passed. Mm-hmm. After that, we no answer, no story update no hey this what happened the only thing they got is former new orleans saints defensive end Glenn foster died in police custody his family wants answers what hell we do too
1: yeah man just unfortunately this is another name added to the list of unanswered questions of people passing in front of the police while in police custody it's unfortunate uh but on a more positive note with somebody actually making the correct decision Um, despite doctors giving the okay for those that don't know Ryan Clark ESPN analyst Ryan Clark has sickle cell anemia. Um, That's a big deal because they play the Denver Broncos. I want to say almost every year, every other year. Um, And despite doctors giving the okay, Mike Tomlin held out Ryan Clark in a game in Denver uh, because two years before the sickle cell anemia nearly killed him because of the altitude in denver call it mile high stadium for a reason right the altitude in denver nearly killed ryan clark and even though the doctors wild crazy wild crazy that the doctors cleared him even though he was almost dead for playing there the doctors cleared him to play again and and mike tomlin made sure that this did not happen man so shout out to um, Mike Tomlin for looking out for the best interest of your players and that's why you continue to be the standard of head coaches
2: I want to say a little bit more please go listen please go watch this pivot interview it is excellent it is a master class in being a great human and being a leader of men and an excellent coach like I told y'all last week, he may, I was ready to lace him up. I was ready to play, but just the care he takes with each individual soul that he comes in contact with.
0: Done, Mike Like I can go play. He And man, we like five minutes
3: through the spill, I had thirty minutes for him. That was good. And he stops in the middle, and uh, he says something to me, man, that I'll always be grateful for. He's like, if you were my kid, I wouldn't even be having this conversation. The last time we was in Denver, man, this dude almost died, right? No man, I gotta lay my head down at night. Like, it goes back to that point. Like, how can you expect unique results, man, without unique relationships, man? It was my job to care about that dude in that moment. Correct. Even maybe more so than he cared about himself. Like that's leadership, right? Yep. I wanted to play in Denver.
1: Woo! 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 And my man, Michael. that's a that's a real ass statement to say. I I if you were my kid. We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. And think about the converse. Think about how many
2: coaches would have been like, man, maybe we could, he'll be all right. He'll just be fine enough. It probably probably won't even be an issue. This man said, nope, I got a team. And I feel like I've coached this team up. that we can go in here and win without you. That's not offense, but your life and you mean more to me. And I feel like more, the, the vast majority of these coaches right now just looking for that win. You get hurt or you die it's unfortunate teas T's and P's, and they'll be moving on next week to play the next opponent. Uh, I also wanted to just go back and talk about the way that he handled Antonio Bryant. Because A.B. is A.B. We just talked about him. Antonio Bryant Army. and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, excuse me, Antonio Brown. But, yes, we talked about how he's a wild card. He kind of does whatever he wants to. But when they brought it up, he only spoke glowingly about this guy when you didn't have to. It's easy when you have to. You're my coach. You got to big me up because we're on the same team. A.B. did something which we we would consider unsavory. He he went live mid-locker room speech and, and kind of got, got him caught up. And instead of you know bad mouthing or or really just letting him have it, he spoke glowingly about everything that AB did.
1: Well, I I think we always talk about you 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 handle your affairs, the ugly side of your affairs in private, and you big up the people in public, right? He is that I don't want to say that's like a black thing, but me being black, I I empathize with that saying more because of the way that we're viewed by the world right or by at least by the nation I would say the world by the nation so for him to live that and actually say okay I'm only going to big him up and I'm sure they had a production meeting before this all came out and he probably told him and I'm speculating but it's obvious this is the way that he operates I'm not going to say anything bad about another black man and I'm going to give another black man as many opportunities as possible to right the ship Right, and I
2: I kind of agree with you, but if if you really don't necessarily have the greatest opinion, or you guys didn't end on on the best of notes, most times people just defer. I don't really want to talk about that. That was in the past. I've moved on. I'm the head coach of the Steelers, and you know you coach talk. We got a, we got a new game this week. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at moving on without being. That's that's what most coaches would say. This man in a moment when he did not have to speak positively about this dude. Spoke glowingly.
1: Yeah, he did.
2: That's the guy you want to play for. And I'm talking about like glowingly about him, and not not as a football player, as a human, as a man. Like when he was he says he's a single father. He he was like, Man, yeah, we were all taking care of his son, doing what we could. We were. I I I am a fan of Mike Tomlin. I never thought that I would be. I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm not a Steelers supporter. It ain't much I really like over there. But that dude
1: there, he's a hell of a coach. He good in my book, man. Yeah, man. He's great, man. Uh, Moving on. Moving on. Shout out. I told you we had some more positive news. Uh, this person has gotten, has developed a rep, had, had developed a reputation in the league. Uh, but since then, he has righted the ship uh And not only, one thing that you can never say about him is he ain't is he's always loyal Pac-Man recently joined Chris Henry Jr who looks exactly like chris Henry senior Jesus yeah. for a college so visit handy. in miami um Pac-Man Jones adopted his adopted the sons of late Chris Henry. A year after they passed away, after he passed away and has been accompanying him on college visits. He also pays for him to work out. He also Pac-Man opened up a gym up there in Cincinnati, a sports complex where he trains athletes and they train there as well. Uh, He has stepped up as the father figure for these boys when they were suddenly thrust into a fatherless home. Uh, After their loving father was killed in a freak accident in the back of a pickup truck years ago. Uh, It it, at the time when you really as a as a young man need your father the most. Right. So uh, shout out to Pac-Man for stepping up and y'all media need to cover this as much as y'all cover all the other bullshit y'all covered with him before. I've only seen this up here once if it wasn't for us talking about it not a lot of people would be talking about it right now y'all need to make sure if you're gonna sit there and throw some mud on somebody's name and keep bringing up the past y'all need to make sure that y'all give this man his flowers he's stepping up as a man which is what we need had to get that off my chest man I've been feeling like that for a
2: minute I I 100% agree with you first point when people sign you up to be a godparent this is what they mean right here yep I'm no longer here I need I don't need you to be Hey buddy, I hope you're staying in school. No, I need you to actively be taking care of my child and parenting them on my behalf because I'm no longer here. Also, like you said, and I'm gonna say a little bit more blatantly, fuck you, sorry ass media people. Y'all showed Pac-Man fighting in the airport a hundred times. Y'all spend it on Twitter. It was on every social media outlet. You showed it and you showed it and you showed it and you showed it and you showed it. Weaponized
1: it. Yeah, you weaponized it.
2: But at the same time, when he goes out and does this, out of the goodness of his heart,
1: you have not not a mumbling word to say. Sad, man. It's sad. That, that is the epitome of praying on somebody downfall. Now that is the old media that Draymond be talking about. That's the old media. Y'all that should is, that, that is what that he saying You you should have that, the that's the reason
2: we're the realest s- podcast in the world. We're not going for that shit. You nope. Know?
1: Nope. So shout out to Pat, man. We giving you your flowers, man. We giving you your flowers and shout out to Chris Henry jr. Boy, you look exactly like your father and I hope you continue to uh, flourish and do well. And now you're in the time where you can go out there and, you know, get some money, uh, when it comes to NIL deals, man, uh, before (laughs) let's, let's talk about Nico, Nico, Llama Le, Lama LeVea. Llama Levea. I think I said that right. Uh signed a massive NIL deal. He is currently worth $8 million. He's a number two pros, quor, number one quarterback prospect, maybe number two quarterback prospect. Uh he signed with the University of Tennessee. Last year, as you can saw on that stat, he threw thirty six touchdowns with one interception. He's six foot six with two hundred and throws is two hundred pounds. Uh, he's also, fun fact, one of the best volleyball players in the nation. Uh, very versatile kid, um, and he's oh, now worth goodness. eight. Yeah, he's now worth eight million dollars. Man, he's been like MVP of almost every uh, place that he's been. Um,
2: so, so I have a theory on these we we also had the news today earlier today about uh make sure i get this dude's name right Jaden rashada who was supposed to be the 9.5 million dollar guy after uh nico they called the millionaire nil like millionaire that uh that Jaden rashada was supposed to get 9.5 and go to miami i'm i'm conflicted about about these numbers part of me wants to believe that these numbers are real and then I think, for like tax purposes, these people are backing them out because every time that one of these big NIL contracts is announced, and immediately some the the person who's paying it refutes it. They're immediately like, "Oh, we're not paying that dude nine point five million dollars. We would never do that." So I just there's something here just going on. I don't know what it is yet. I can't really explain it yet but there's more that meets the eye and that's always one of the things i try to do when i look at these sports conversations and topics is look at okay it's cool he's getting paid eight million dollars nine million dollars but why do they keep rescinding these statements right after
1: well it's Um, because it's because i said this before and you you kind of you kind of like scolded me about it when i said all these NIL deals and Dion said it as well. And I reiterated it. I said, you have all these NIL deals, but you don't see what they're advertising at all. Right. You, the NIL wow. name, image and likeness is you're supposed to use your name, image and likeness as a marketing brand to make money. What they're, what this is being used that right now, what you're saying is something is amiss is the reason that they're backing off is because you don't, I'm paying you $5 million, but I'm not asking you, I'm still bending the law like at the end of the day you making the nil legal and making it cool for uh making it okay for them to make money off their name image and likeness doesn't change the fact that laws will still be bent in recruiting you will never have straightaway recruiting there's always going to be laws and rules bent in recruiting so i think that's why they back off from it because they're not following the rules at the end of the day
2: i think that also if you guys are making money right now get rich fast this is like this is the internet bubble this is crypto it is everything. It's NFTs. And there's a moment where you're going to be able to get rich, and then you. Too many people are going to get rich, and then they're going to say, "Oh no, nope, this." Yep,
1: yep, yep. It's too many. Uh, and it's and it's too many st- type of people that's going to get rich, because I guarantee nope, nope, you.
2: Nope, nope. It is one specific type of pe people who is typically
1: not supposed to be rich. Yep, yep. And speaking of somebody that's going to be rich, your man Arch Manning. Class of 2023, five-star quarterback Arch Manning has, con- has announced his commitment to Texas. Uh, if it's one thing that Arch Manning never really had to worry about when it came to, came to signing at a college, is money and getting paid because he comes from the Manning family football royalty who already has a whole lot of money. Um, Arch Manning signed with Texas, which is interesting because there were reports that he was down to between Georgia, Alabama, um, And I believe that was it Texas was not in the running in his final schools And then he came back and said Well it seems like Texas uh, One They had Steve Sarkeesian who has NFL Experience and two uh, He said that they made the most Genuine connection with him Sounds like blue chips to me but it is what it is uh, He spurned Georgia as well But at this point I think it's a great idea for him to go to Texas Because they're going to Join the sec in what 2024 they got a five star
2: when does he get to texas
1: they got a five star ahead of him he can either they're saying he may enroll early at the end of 2022 or he'll stay and enroll in summer 2023 um yeah because so I think that, so I think at the, the end of the day there. they have quinn evers who is a five star prospect who transferred in from i think ohio state who is supposed to be the incumbent starter you have arch manning right behind him so arch manning from a marketing standpoint he i don't know how they gonna do it but he's definitely gonna be the starter when they when they kick off sec opening day 100 quinn evers better see, have the best season of his life
2: see the thing is that they don't get into the sec it's really not supposed to be to 2025.
1: Yeah, they changed uh, because, it.
2: Because, yes, because the Big 12 was able to pick up their teams earlier. They could probably go 2024, but I think Arch is there 2023. So, I mean, you still got a year. Yeah, you get, get
1: Quinn Evers out of the way.
2: You think he's going to sit there as a yes backup or a red shirt? Yes. Why? Why would? Why would you sit behind Quinn when I could go somewhere else and demand to start? And I'm talking about I could go anywhere else and demand to start.
1: No, not anywhere. But he he would he would. I mean, I don't think he's gonna start here. And if he does, I mean, at this point, with the way that college football Do you is, think he, he could. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The way that college football is, wherever he goes and he wants to start no matter if there's a starting quarterback or not, you don't know what the quarterback carousel is going to be. So if he goes to Georgia and demands to start, which that means all three of those quarterbacks would leave. And I don't think he would could demand a start over Stetson. Cor- Kirby is right now committed to Stetson over two quarterbacks that are better than Stetson to me.
2: I'll get you fired. I wish you would tell me.
1: How you, you get him you fired? Get He's the one in the national you championship. You can't get him fired. It's I, do, I,
2: I don't. I'm going to tell you right now. It's very easy to get him fired. I'm going to tell the alum. I, I am Arch Manning. Nephew of Peyton. Nephew of that other guy. Eli. Nep- yes.
1: <laughs> Two times and Arch. Champ.
2: Exactly. Arch. And I would love to come to your school. But your coach doesn't want me to start. They want Stetson Bennett to start. And I'm going to be forced to go to Florida. Stetson Bennett, we'll go ahead and give you a dealership tomorrow.
1: <laughs> so you say, man. So you say, man. Them SEC coaches are, are – are Especially if you
2: don't win a championship, they are going
1: – Boy, they said, that that Bennett, they said Stetson Bennett – They said Stetson Bennett going to get Matthew McConaughey's crib. <laughs> That's Stetson Bennett. Uh, uh, Archibald is going to get Matthew McConaughey's crib. But yeah, man, that's
2: that's not unreasonable, and and you don't think that McConaughey and Payton have been somewhere
1: before? One hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. So they are he they out here getting that money. They are, and I I know he's got NIL deals, he, uh, I, in Austin. I just don't know how much that played a factor in it.
2: It it it, it does, but it doesn't. It's rich he's not rich he's wealthy granddad was a was an nfl quarterback his uncles great nfl quarterbacks the money is not the issue but you gotta you gotta at least you gotta make it worth my while too
1: because these other people gonna give us some money yep 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 uh all right man let's let's end it with a happy note for you Uh, You put this on there because you said you have now bought into the Billy Napier hype. Uh, You believe that Florida is going to be good next year. And you are contradicting yourself by saying you don't believe in all them practice jump shots and practice this in the NBA. But you catching on the hype when AR-15 Anthony Richardson, as y'all try to give him his nickname, shows off his canning arm at the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, he actually threw the ball 75 oh, yards Seventy-five yards in the air. He threw the ball from the 30 to I've, five yards I've, in the I've end seen, zone.
2: I've seen him throw the pill in real life, though. I've seen him in a game throw it extremely far. So this ain't Ben Simmons. I ain't never seen Ben Simmons shoot the three. Yeah, you have. Ben Simmons
1: a- had made a three in the game. Penn Simmons made it 3 in practice this guy's made I mean, it I mean,
2: oh Anthony Richardson when he played last year was good Let, let's not act like he
1: wasn't was he was okay
2: agree to disagree
3: But
1: <laughs> how good was he tell me how good he was he was good
2: the re- we just lost arguably I ain't gonna say the best wide receiver one of the best wide receivers we've ever had uh, I mean, we lost one of the best players we ever had. Let's be real here. He's our tight end now. Um, but yeah, bro, enjoy your little season,
1: dog. Enjoy
0: your little season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, ladies and, little little bit, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, look at the frustration. It's Listen to it. the frustration in his confident. voice. Ooh. Who
2: and Brunson of college football teams. Y'all are who we thought you were. You had one good season. Now your, whole, now your whole defense Now your defense was good. They drafted. And you can't undraft them. And you still got
1: Stetson Bennett. And we know how you feel about Stetson. <laughs> how you feel about the rest of your team? You don't even know them.
2: We getting together.
1: <laughs> What's their names? Give me two. <laughs>
3: hey, man. No. Gay to each y'all for
1: lunch. Hey! hey. I'm a, uh, my, uh, my uh, you be I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you have to be—you sound like an old Georgia fan. My God! Uh. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, hopefully, you know, you guys can go out there and maybe you could train with Jameis. Um, <laughs> Jameis is out here. I don't know. Look at this right here. Okay, so this is the
2: thing. Me and my old teammate, my boy Phil. We somehow run into the Jameis workouts every time. And every time it gets exponentially wilder. What in the absolute hell is it? this? Looks like a gym fail workout. And you know, I I know that everybody wants to do their own gym workout because it works for Aaron Donald. Jameis, you like an idiot. I don't even what first of all, what machine is this?
1: This is a one of those...
2: You know what this looks like? This looks like two shake weights. Yeah, it looks like a
1: shake weight. (laughs) Like, boy, got a weighted shake weight.
2: The double shake weight? That is a nasty game there, boy.
1: On the incline. Mm. On the decline, I mean. On the decline.
2: Angles. This is a nasty world we live in, boy.
1: There's no way that this is found in any nutrition book at all.
2: Nope. Shout out (laughs) to my boy, Phil, though. We will continue to laugh at James doing... The most unique workouts that man has ever seen. He
1: has lost about 15 pounds, though. He's gotten in shape.
2: He also throw you 40 interceptions in the season, too.
1: I tried, Jameis. <laughs> I, I tried. Jameis need to try. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our football segment of episode 61 of the splash cast the Around the League edition. We are now going to get ready for our final segment Uh, really quickly, the splashes of the week. Y'all listen to the Splashcast 12-pack, and we will be right back. See y'all soon. Right back. Back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 61 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. We got a couple things we're gonna talk about today. Uh, interesting enough, uh, got some baseball news. Got some baseball news. Um, it seems that the MLB is has approved CBD sponsorships and contract for team jersey patches. Uh so basically they are now, uh, I guess that's official the CBD and possibly weed are no longer going anywhere because they are in being indoctrinated into the economic culture of America. Um, uh, it says that CBD sponsorships can only be sold if the company is certified, uh, Uh, by the National Sanitation Foundation the company CBD products cannot contain psychoactive levels of THC which is the main compound found in regular cannabis so they're trying to regulate the sponsorship but looks like they're going down the path of CBD sponsorship sound like soccer to me come on who are y'all trying to trick
2: sometimes I just get frustrated with the way that Things are handled. Okay, so we it went from no weed to it's weed, but just don't get high.
0: What? What? What are you
2: doing here, man? You're I think the, I think they're rolling time.
1: with the times. They'll change the rule as soon as weed becomes legal. They'll start oh, being. There'll be weed so. patches on the on the jerseys. Exactly. You unbe-
2: it, say it. It's, it's on. It's on the way. Just like uh what was that? Uh what was the the near beer, the zero percent non old duels? Mm-hmm. This is the old duels of 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 weed. <laughs> y'all, y'all just getting ready for Budweiser. Y'all just waiting on Budweiser. Uh and surprisingly, baseball. It, it's amazing how liberal the rules are in in different sports. For well, uh, it depends
1: uh, on who makes money from it
2: that's why the rules basketball, change b- basketball where the players you know pretty openly smoke weed they st- Kevin Durant I- I- I'm high right now <laughs> <laughs> how, how did baseball get get here first right that's I
1: mean that is. Like, yeah money and it shifts the the stigma away from steroids
2: that is what well, uh I forgot about that part. You need you need to clean up on now seven.
1: I mean, they've been trying uh, to do it for a while, right? I mean, that's why they got juiced balls. Pause. <laughs> I said pause before you can say anything. Ha ha. I would really like to
2: change the episode name to Juiced Balls.
1: You um, <laughs> can't. No better than me, but you know. Uh, but it also, like it? it's, it's a the people. Release
2: the people. Tricky. Because baseball is the, the sport that's also had to deal with actual drug death. Multiple so, times. And drug
1: abuse. Multiple yes. times. And they let now yeah. I mean, now that you bring that up, and they also have had drug abuse and a history of letting those players that abuse those drugs come back and play. Yep. It is very tricky. You know,
2: we I know I do I support the legalization. I don't I don't definitely sure don't want people uh I support the decriminalization. Don't think that people should be in jail for this type of stuff, but for baseball to do this, it's interesting. I, I just always always think that there's something behind everything in, in everything that happens in sports, and I think this is more the same. I don't know
1: if I like it or if I hate it, but it's something for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I just see. I would like all of these weed and. We light rules would be cool if there was some legislation behind it to where they could, again, retroact some of these charges that went against some of these people. I think at the end of the day, with any rule that's made in any legislation, when you don't go back and circumvent or go back and help with the oppressed when you were doing the exact they were doing the exact same thing you were doing, then. I'll never be comfortable with stuff like this. Yeah. Ever. Make that person
2: say I want my money back, Adam Silver.
1: <laughs> Run me my bread. Yeah. 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 And in other news, uh, Sydney McLaughlin uh Sydney McLaughlin breaks her own 400-meter hurdles uh record at the at the USA Track Championships. Uh so shout out to Sydney McLaughlin as well, man. She burst onto out. the scene in, in the Olympics and she is now uh she ran a fifty one forty fifty one forty one seconds, fifty one point four one seconds uh for the four hundred meter hurdles in the US outdoor track and field championships. And shout out to kicking your own ass. Um
2: This is impressive. To break your own record
1: by almost half I mean, a I can, second. I can, by almost I half not a second. Be the
2: person who does that because I'm going to feel myself. You telling me that I'm better than the best and the best was me? <laughs> yeah, y'all. I would be insufferable. Yeah, but hey, somebody come get Norwood.
1: Yeah, man, and she's very humble, man, and she's probably the next track star, right? I mean, next. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do. Well, I'm not gonna do that. I, I was gonna. <laughs> i was gonna oh. you know i'm not gonna do that i don't want to but she is the opposite of shikari at the end of the day she is she's she's she keeps her head down uh she gets her money and she breaks records
0: i don't
2: care about you keeping your head down Win. you can keep your head up you can keep your head up and foot in ass if you're winning but if you're not winning we don't want to hear from you. And I don't think that that's unreasonable. And I hate when athletes get super sick. Sen- Stop losing. <laughs> Stop losing. As soon as you start winning, I will want to hear everything you got to say. We will have you on the podcast. And we have a run of a show. We will talk about everything that you did excellent. But when you suck, we're going to let you know that too.
1: Yeah, man. You got to be able to stand 10 toes in your in your failure and your success. Boy, she's moving. And she, she looked like she wasn't even running hard right here. And then all of a sudden, here we go. Those
2: hurdles are ain't no whole boy. Let me tell you that much, boy. I ran hurdles like, for one day. It's a whole different thing. Running is one thing. And running itself sucks. You're going to put some obstacles that I got to jump over? Can't do it. Cannot do it. Not interested.
1: And she's jumping over those obstacles and running faster than I don't know if I ever ran. She was on pace if she kept that. To run a four minute mile, that's crazy. With hurdles, she was on. She's on pace to run a four minute mile. That's insane.
2: My bigger, my bigger thing is,
1: she doesn't even like, look tired. She, she can outrun you, bro.
2: <laughs> You'd be like, "Hey, baby, let's race," and then she smoke your boots. You gotta go back in the house. I'm like, you know. Well,
1: what are you, doing, right? you are foolish to date Sydney McLaughlin and think that you can run
2: <laughs> with her. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you. Okay, be that guy, go ahead. I will live in the falsehoods of my realities. Until she beat me, I'm faster than you. Now, I would never race her. I will always say I got a poor hamstring. But no, I mean, no. That goes for anybody. Until you beat me,
1: you're not sure that you can beat me. (laughs) Boy, you sound like, I mean, the ego in that, boy, that's foolish. It's
2: it's (laughs) not ego that's self-confidence, it's belief in self.
1: Petra faster than an Olympic world record holder.
2: I, I think that I'm faster than my
1: brothers. <laughs> She's they're not Olympic world record holders.
2: Well,
1: they are.
2: <laughs> no, okay, all right. So yeah, <laughs> let, let, let me clarify so that I don't sound like an idiot on the podcast.
1: You have brother, that ship a sail.
2: One of my brothers is an NFL player. My other brother was the highest recruited safety in the nation when he came out. I think that I could outran them. Is it a re? Is it is it a, Realistic, Probably not, but until they beat me, the world may never know. I might have my best day.
1: Three times a fool is what that sounds like to be. What a fool
3: believes. <laughs> what a fool believes. <laughs> what a fool believes. <laughs> With that being said, ladies and
1: gentlemen, we have come to the end of the Splash Cast, episode 61 of the Around the League edition. Y'all, we appreciate y'all for tuning in, for tuning in. Norwood. If we didn't miss anything, man, take us out. Another week of potting. Another week. We
2: came in here, gave it all we had, b- burned the midnight oil.
1: Burning the midnight oil. Y'all know I'm tired when I start clear. singing.
2: You got to be clear what you're burning because the
1: MLB is cool with CBD now. <laughs> so uh, Only the midnight oil
2: over here. Does MLB uh, still, but,
1: rep- does that still represent the whites?
2: Okay, so we didn't miss anything on the episode. I appreciate everybody coming out. I'm, I mean, you can one, say that two, the three, whites are black cool baseball, with CBD. Uh, More, more black cowboys, <laughs> girls. Reggie gonna get to that
1: boy. Tried to get me out of there, bro. <laughs> boy, he
2: got to the very. Hey, Reggie, tell us where these people can find us instead of
0: trying to get this.
1: Oh uh, uh, man, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen, you can find us. You know, all, all you have to do is go to the Splashcast. Instagram page and click on the link tree. The Splash Cast Instagram page is known as the Splash Cast at the Splash Cast. Uh, You click on the link tree and it takes you here. You can find us on YouTube at the Splash Cast, Apple's Podcast at the Splash Cast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Instagram at the Splash Cast. You can also find us on Twitter at underscore the Splash Cast and, and, and when we do Saturday Morning Live and Monday Night Raw, You can click here and it'll actually show us, show you the link and it'll show us live. As you can see, I'm doing this right now. So it will show you everything that is going on. You can also find us on TikTok. Uh, You can find us on the episode playlist that comes out every Wednesday on Spotify. You can follow us on Spotify for the master playlist. You can follow us on Facebook for the splashcast with reggie and norwood we have our anchor list as well where you can go donate 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 uh you can also follow us the splashcast with reggie and norwood on spotify as well i think i got us all man yes thank you please like subscribe follow
2: make sure you tell a friend phone a friend tell them. Pause. To tell a friend. you
1: also we love supporting black businesses small businesses minority businesses uh big business small business anybody that has a positive uh Effect on the community. We'd love to partner with you guys and get and do some advertising. Get your good or service out there. You can reach us at dive at gmail.com. Unpause. Thank you. Woo.
2: All right. Yes, we have come to the conclusion of episode 61. We have not decided if we're going to name it smoking mirrors or juiced balls. Uh, we will make that decision when we make that decision. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for hanging out. It has been another fantastic episode. Uh, always, always, always remember, even before we get to that, especially after the, the L I took last night, stay hydrated, people. <laughs> drinking some water, <laughs> drinking some water, and things get real bad. Drink you some generic Walgreens electrolyte solution. <laughs> I wasn't paying extra for the PG light, man. Uh, but Boy, with that, that shit like number, the clear
1: rubbing alcohol. <laughs>
2: no, nah, uh-uh. this, is, this is like
1: mm-mm.
2: whatever it is. I feel way better now and I am hydrated. Uh, But with that said, number one, number one, number one, always. And definitely after what we talked about here in the HBCU segment, more black baseball. We truly mean that support these teams. Go see the teams when you can. You know, we just had the HBCU World Series. These things are infinitely important, specifically as we continue to lose uh, HBCU baseball teams So please support more black baseball I know it's something that we say to end the show But we really mean it It is something that means a ton to us And we are big baseball fans And always, always, always go Braves Number two, number two, number two More black cowboys And more black cowgirls Number three Always remember The historically black college and university That you graduated from Please send some money over there the historically black college in, in university that is name is located in your neighborhood. Please go there and, and send some money over there, but physically be present, go to the games, go to the events, just be in the community. And then finally, whatever money you have left over, which I assume to be tons, send it to Hampton university,
1: Hampton the greatest, university, le- the greatest
2: learning institution in all of the world. Um, the, uh, it's a, it's a learning institution where you don't have to worry about the kids working in financial aid, taking the money to buy Gucci bags and then jumping up
1: in the air taking on types of photos. Uh,
2: we but also, as solving. you said
1: before, make sure that you support the HBCU in your community. Absolutely. That's a big deal. Go ahead. Yes. More more Howard Slender. We're financially solving in Hampton. What you was about to say?
2: Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, and outside of that, man. Reggie we did it again Episode 61 Fantastic episode We ain't got but one thing left to do now You know what it is Reg Hang out We out this joint Y'all be safe Adios mi amigos God is love That 24 pack is a banger I had to make some real life decisions In order to get from 26 to 24 And it is to be played in order It is a musical journey I want you to fully
1: fully enjoy it Immerse, Merc, Shout out to Mark. Uh, adios, mi amigo
0: She pretty with it Got a few problems But it's alright Cause she been dealing with them. Sometimes she come and stay overnight But she ain't living with Fuck on somebody from town to time, but she ain't got no nigga. Her last encounter was kind of rough. He made her cry river. ripple. How about you bash them across the globe and get them hand deliver? Get in your mind, don't even know me. I ain't playing with you. I'm being honest, I'm really him. I ain't got a lot of kick. You just come and vibe with me and see if I'm different. Take you out to lunch. I rent the restaurant. out. I- Bitches, lying on my name, ain't doing anything for clout. I be to take it there, but all these men's keep me grounded. You can play around, but just don't overstep your boundaries. Give you a workout, have you burning calories. I'm trying to please you, just lay on your back for me. Then I'm gonna need you to put on an act for me. It's just something about the way you look in lingerie. And I can't let you run away, girl, you're not colorating I'll give you racks every occasion, put it in your savings I'll call you back if I don't answer, don't start acting crazy You can do everything I ask you, we might have a baby And I don't trust no one, How done been scarlet, just some shit I gotta work on You ain't gotta like it, I'm telling it how it is I'm supposed to know how you feeling if you don't tell me And I ain't trying to hold no one down, I'll give them some leverage I'll make sure everybody eat. I ain't never been selfish I'll make sure everybody eat. I ain't never been salty I made a promise to your body, I'ma stayin' on Put your pennies over, they don't wanna stay